Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, let's get to um, the 8 at 8. You're listening to KLT, KLT HD 2, and Odyssey Station. One. Texans, couple Texans news items. One, uh, the um, Texans have called up Steven Sims to the active roster to replace Noah Brown. D'Amico kind of alluded to yesterday, like, yeah, Steven can help in the return game. I, I kind of hope they stick with Damian Pierce, a kick return, and Desmond King, a punt return. Let Steven Sims be wide receiver five or six or whatever I like is. that the Texans have a couple stocky little dudes as their returners. I do, uh, too. They've done a good job. Yeah. They're uh, kind of like, oh, yeah, you, you, you need a little speedy slot receiver type? Right. No. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a. We're gonna basically gonna have a dock worker out there uh, who's got a set of brass knuckles in his pocket. That's it. And his name he's gonna, is Damian Pierce. Knock on the noggin as as he runs by you. Damian Pierce would be the friendliest person with brass knuckles on the face of the earth if he had brass. Des knuckles. King, I like. I you know why I feel like with Des King at punt returner, at least. Um, it, it, he can get some of his anger out. Yeah. Like, he's, True. He's constantly, he's constantly right on the verge of a of an illegal hit. Dude. He was so good. He was so good in the game against Flacco. He did the backspin on top of the him. The Rooney on top yeah. of him. That was pretty cool. The other news item for the Texans, the Seattle Seahawks have put in a request to interview Bobby Slowick. So Bobby Slowick, very, very popular candidate. We'll talk about just how popular a little later on in the show. You know, no news so far of like him accepting any of these interviews. Well, or if he's done one over, he'd only be yeah. able to do them over Zoom. Yeah. So, and none of these teams have done one of those tweets that say we've completed our interview with right. so and so. There's that that article that listed like quite a few. That's why I'm curious. The article the the Chargers have interviewed quite a few people already Falcons before too. Harbaugh. Yeah. But it wasn't overly publicized or we might just be more wrapped up in the actual playoffs than this stuff that's the hope we were last time that's the hope um oh that we are and i I think the hope is that slowick is too (laughs) wrapped up in the playoffs instead of interviewing um item number two this is bad news if you're an astro fan the bullpen right now if i'm looking at this team the bullpen is clearly the achilles heel just because they don't have arms out there they've got a few guys got presley under contract they got montero there's one other they've got oh brian abreu after that, it's a bunch of empty spaces, right? Empty lockers right now. They've not done anything with the bullpen. Kendall Graveman was supposed to be one of the arms out there this year. When they traded for him at the trade deadline, it was to fortify the bullpen for a pennant run in 23. And because he was under contract, is under contract for 2024, Kendall Graveman has undergone shoulder surgery on his throwing shoulder, and he's done for the season. Yeah. That's $8 million bucks down the tubes for this team that is operating very, very close, or will be, once all the contracts are signed. To the competitive balance tax. This was uh, Sunk was it just cost. yesterday? We were talking about how like we gotta remind ourselves that the pitching situation is gonna be a lot better this year. You know that uh, that presumably for one, there's no damn baseball classic, right? No world baseball classic there to cut down our our pitchers in their prime. Get some guys back. Yeah, get Verlander all year. Yeah, that's cool. Unfortunately, those guys only pitch till like the fifth or sixth inning. You eventually got to hand the ball over to somebody. 
They got nobody right now. This Kendall Graveman thing's bad news, man. Bad news if you're an Astro fan. Three. Mike Tomlin will be back in 2024. I guess there'd been some oh. there'd been some quest for the Steelers. Uh, the the um there'd been some questions heading down the stretch of the season when they were seven and seven, but they won three straight to close out the season with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Mike Tomlin's gimmick is that he finishes with a winning record every year. He's he is he always fields a competitive football team. Um, they haven't won a playoff game since 2016, the Steelers. Yeah. So it's been a while since they've won a playoff. 2016. Last time they won a playoff game, the Texans have won. Texans have won at least a couple playoff games in that time frame, including one this past weekend. Um, but there have been some question about it because Mike Tomlin was asked at the very end of his press conference following the loss yeah. to the Bills. There was a reporter who said, "You have a year left on your contract," and before she could get the rest of her question out, uh, Tomlin. Walked off walked the off. set. Well, I know, you know, Florio had mentioned something this on the Sunday Night Football a week or two ago about how every year Tomlin takes a little bit of time, you know, without making any proclamations or anything, which uh, it's just only understandable. I mean, coaches especially, they're working 18-hour days for, uh, you know, half a year. And at the end of it, you probably just need a little time to decompress a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I could see why he may have got, I thought it was a perfectly fine question, but I also understand why he might've just really wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, she never got to finish her question. At that point, I, mean, I think yeah. we knew where the question was going, but it's tough though. I mean, when you've got this many coaching vacancies, you do, you also owe, you owe your employer, uh, you know, you've got the responsibility to your, to the Roonies to say, look, I'm going to be around, you know, like, yeah, cause otherwise they got to get, they got to get to work on finding a replacement. Yeah. I mean, and there's, they only do it once every 28 years or so. Right. That's right. Do they even know how to conduct I a job search? I probably forgot. Where's this corn fairy fellow I hear about? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Probably didn't exist the last time. He's the guy that uh, hired that whippersnapper, David Cully, right? Mm -hmm. This corn fairy? Corn fairy. Mm -hmm. Corn fairy. Mm -hmm. You should totally trust an organization named corn fairy. Of course. Four. Um, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones will not do their raid the regular radio hits this week on our sister station oh. 105.3 oh. The Fan up in Dallas. Oh, which we know. I don't know about Stephen Jones, but Jerry Jones feels fairly addicted to being on the radio. And yeah, and he's like, uh, he's not shy about throwing stuff out there at all. It's great. So he might be. You <laughs> think this might be like when you lock yourself up because you're a werewolf. And you, uh, you want to be sure you're like, hey, Sean, don't let me out of this no matter what you hear. Right. I don't want to just like, no matter what, just wait until Maybe. until day until daytime. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. The other theory yeah. is that they are, this is an indicator that they're working or they're looking at a change in the head coaching uh, position right. there with Mike McCarthy. That's what I'm thinking, though, like that he also, like, he doesn't want to say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, So he yeah. just needs to be sure. If he goes on the radio, he's going to say something. For sure. Oh, yeah, so, right. He can't control it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's where I the, see what you're saying. That's the werewolf analogy. I see what you're saying, yeah. Do you not know how werewolves work? They I can't forgotten. control it, Sean. They don't no, turn it on and off. I know. It's been a while since I watched Teen Wolf. Yeah. I may watch Teen no, Wolf No, okay, today. no, that wasn't, he didn't, they didn't really follow the way werewolves work with uh, <laughs> Teen Wolf, okay? Okay. <laughs> Generally, Go ahead and educate us on there's this. There's no full moon in the gymnasium. As it was outside, they were. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you on Teen Wolf as an '80s movie? I, I'll let you know tomorrow because I'm definitely rewatching it. I think I'm gonna have to rewatch it today too. I, you know what? 
I think it, it came out when you and I were pretty young. Yeah. I bet there's a whole lot of intentionally idiotic stuff in there, like him playing basketball as a werewolf, where it was supposed to be like Dude, very, was it was supposed to be really stupid, but we didn't realize it. Yeah. We were like, oh, yeah. a, can you imagine if you were a werewolf playing basketball? He was a beast. So it's probably even funny. Like, like he was, I knew he was a literal yeah. beast, but like he was a, like he was a beast on the bed. He was really good at basketball. He team, was, I bet it's, I bet it's actually funnier than we remember it because a lot of it's supposed to be really intentionally dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't the girl on there have like some weird name, like Bootsy or Boof? Boof. Okay. She definitely had a werewolf groin by today's standards. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing like a girlfriend named Boof. <laughs> That's what happens when kids see adult films from the 80s. Oh, I know. What is this werewolf porn? <laughs> Weird genres in the eighties. It is. No, that's a fetish in the two thousand and twenties. That was just old hat. Sorry, what was the last question you asked? We were uh, talking about Jerry Jones being in a closet as a werewolf. Do you do you think they're going to fire? Wait, we say all this to say, do you think they're going to fire Mike McCarthy? Oh, no, I don't think so, man. With Garrett, it seemed like a given every year that they're going to fire Garrett McCarthy. I try to think about this objectively. McCarthy's gone twelve and four three years in a row. First time in history that team has won 12 games a year for three years and not gone to a conference championship game. And it just begs the question, all right, is there something with him? Ever since that Super Bowl victory, he's had some really bad exits from the playoffs. I mean, just I and when he did, has gone to conference championship games with the the Packers, one was a blowout loss and one was a blown mega lead in which he didn't even realize that his best defensive player, Clay Matthews, was injured in the game. Came out, he was beaming, and this is the whole thing. I cannot get past this. That that game that they blew where he didn't even realize that Clay Matthews was injured, they had a huge lead. They come out from the locker room after halftime, and he's just beaming. Like, yeah. he's at a parade or something. He's terrible. And I'm like, okay, this guy just doesn't have it. Like, what... what what American football coach school did you go to? Yeah. Because, like, that's not, no. You're supposed to be paranoid right up to the end. That's right. And uh, I'm like, okay, ever since then, I've been watching and waiting for it to change. He's he's weird. In a weird way, he's got that Schottenheimer issue. Yep. Where, like, okay, great regular season coach, but, man, you just don't have it in the postseason for different reasons than Schottenheimer, but still. Five. Um, speaking of coaching, the Cleveland Browns, it's expected they're going to extend Kevin Stefanski, but they are going to be looking for some coaches on the offensive side of the ball. Josina Anderson broke this news this morning. The Browns have fired offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, running backs coach Stump Mitchell, and tight ends coach T.C. McCartney. She also reports some of the players are upset from this news. I choose to believe the Texans got those guys fired. You just got done. Losing by 31 points to the Texans. Yeah. Alex Van Pelt gone. It is weird that they did. I mean, they got fired in a year where they were playing their fourth quarterback that season. Correct. Well, yeah. fifth, technically. I don't count the guy in the last. Feels uh, like there's something else going on. Jeff Driscoll started the final game yeah, of the they, season. They, we, we're, we're not going to hold that against Alex it Van Pelt. Feels almost, feels almost like maybe the quarterback in waiting. Maybe he didn't work well with Alex Van Pelt. Deshaun Watson? And who knows? I don't know. Do that you, is just speculation. I'm not like those guys we played earlier from right. Cleveland that would just run with this like fact. But I don't know. Yeah, it's um like there are valid excuses to be made um for a team that still did go go to the playoffs while playing four different starting quarterbacks in the games that mattered. They the, similar to when Deshaun was the quarterback here, where I always said, whatever decision you make. You have to make. You have to ask yourself: Is this in the best interest of Deshaun Watson? Back when Deshaun was the most yeah. important player in the building here, 
I think similarly, Cleveland's in the same spot, but for different reasons. You did it here because Deshaun was your best player. Mm-hmm. There you're doing it because it's like, well, we're on the hook for $65 million in cap space, not an exaggeration. Each of the next three years, we're stuck with this guy. Yeah. We've got to do whatever. We've got to put a staff in place to do whatever that guy does best. They've got to be and really, really good at it. maybe the Shanistani offense ain't what he does best. And maybe Shotgun, four wide, Bill whatever. O'Brien, Tim Kelly. <laughs> maybe. Bring back in that crew. Maybe. Maybe. But what are you going to, I mean, is O'Brien going to be Kevin Stefanski's offensive coordinator? I think Kelly would be the more likely one if that's their mentality. They may just think Alex Van Pelt's not very good at his job. Right, 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 new. right. Yeah. I'm just speculating. Boy, but man, mixing philosophies and everything, oh boy. Yep. That, that never goes super smooth. Like, it didn't go super smooth at the beginning with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. It did not. So with Kevin Stefanski and Tim Kelly. <laughs> God, I hope it happens. Sean's just throwing Tim Kelly's name out there, but... um. Deshaun had his biggest season with Tim Kelly as the OC. That's why I throw it out there. Six. And Tim Kelly's available. Um, This story about Jim Irsay, we we have a lot of fun at Jim Irsay's expense. This is a pretty disturbing story. Jim Irsay, Colts owner, was found laying in his bed unresponsive, cold to the touch, and gasping for air during a suspected overdose in December, according to police in Indiana. The Carmel Police Department, he lives in Carmel, Indiana, Obtained by TMZ Sports, the documents obtained by TMZ show cops were dispatched to Ursay's residence at around 4.30 a.m. on December the 8th after someone said they had found the owner unconscious on a bathroom floor with a blue skin tone. When police first arrived at the scene, they say Ursay had been moved to his bed. He was struggling to breathe. We'd heard some issues with Jim Ursay over the last few Weeks, last couple weeks. Yeah, like a respiratory medical issue, issues. Is that reported as, yeah. This is the first report we've seen that there might be. It was linked to some kind of potential drug overdose. Drug issue yeah. that have crept back into I, his look, life. I, I don't, I mean, he's been, I, look, I, yeah, I, 100% I'm not, you know, I know we, Sean does a really good Jim Ursay impression. Obviously, we're not going to use that here. Um, like, like it, it seemed evident over the last few years that there might be something going on for a guy that had had, had issues in the past. Uh, I guess the big question is, uh, you know, first and foremost, you hope he's okay. But then after that, like, all right, he is also in charge of an NFL football team. Yeah. Um, with decisions he's to involved. be made and everything. He's, yeah. not a, he's not a figurehead. Like, he's- I don't know if we ever had a situation like this where somebody might have to step in and say, all right, no, you're not fit to run this football team if you've got, like, substance abuse issues. Uh, probably at some point. I mean, the NFL's been around a while, but it's an interesting. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, there have been plenty of alcoholics. Like, right. I mean, no, I mean, like, like a boatload of alcoholics yeah. that have uh, is founded by As alcoholics. Speak, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not like it's ever, you know, it's not like it's never been an issue before with erratic behavior or right. anything. But this is obviously like on a different level. Yep. Seven. Um, just real quick administrative thing here. Caleb Williams officially declares for the NFL draft in uh, yesterday, or maybe the night before. Um, so that's done. Caleb Williams, who right now is expected to be the number one overall pick. We'll see how the process goes. Two things I'm anxious to see, Seth, when it comes to Caleb Williams. Anxious to see what Chicago does with the first overall pick. So far, all the mocks that I've seen seem to think that Chicago is going to move on from Justin Fields mm-hmm. and draft Caleb Williams. I think that's a defensible strategy if they do that. Um, I am also very anxious to see, as you know, what the anonymous scouts come out and nitpick about Caleb Williams in his final season at USC with his seven and five record crying on his mommy's shoulder after a loss, <laughs> skipping out on the last it wasn't press more, conference. It was more, wasn't it, in her, it was in her bosom. 
He was more crying in her bosom. Even worse. Wasn't, he? wasn't she? Did yeah. she have him? Uh, he was kind of like, he was, she was, he was almost like she was cradling. Yeah. It was honestly, it really was the image of it's it. A bad look. It was, if he were standing, yeah. I think it would have been different. It was the fact that it was almost like she was Sitting cradling down. him like a baby. Yeah. That was a, a, an alarming visual. The question is judgment, <laughs> man. Man. That stuff matters. I even it will like, damn sure matter no, no. to at least some scouts. It's, even if it's sh- like what I'm saying is it, sh- it it shouldn't matter. And yet, like as a leader, there's a certain amount of posturing that goes on. Like body yeah. language matters. It, you know, like like what kind of image you present matters. And I feel like a good leader would know. Like at the very least, I can't be blubbering in Mama's arm. Right. If he was. If I was in a quiet moment off in the corners or something, like, you know, away, tucked away, I'd be like, oh, wow, what a touching moment. Yep. But, like, as a leader, you're on display all the time. People are looking to you for cues. Ah, I don't care. Don't let yourself be bullied by all these people that are going to be like, oh, I can't believe they're bringing the fact that he showed human emotion into this. Don't don't let yourself be bullied by the feel-gooders, no. okay? No, he shouldn't have done yeah. it. Um, last one here. I gotta give props as I wear my NWO hoodie today. I gotta give props to the the founder Who? of the NWO, Who's one that? of the founders of the NWO, the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan. Turn it up, Ben. Um, Hulk Hogan. This is a true story from TMZ. Rescued a 17 year old girl from a flipped over car in Tampa, Florida, a couple days ago. Oh yeah. Got to give props. Now, was he involved in the flippage? He was not involved okay. in the flippage. It happened in front of him. There that was, was a, like a Ted Kennedy type no, thing. No, no, like no, no. Sober. There was a girl driving, and this car <laughs> went across multiple lanes to exit and clipped her and right in front of Hulk Hogan's car, and it flipped over. And he, Hulk Hogan and a Marine friend of his who was in the car with him. Oh, wow. And Hulk Hogan's wife all got out of the car, and Hulk and the Marine were able to. Jimmy her out of the car. Oh wow! They, they were the jaws of life for they her. They were, and and the best part, the pictures yeah. he had on an NWO T-shirt. <laughs> in the good pictures. advertising. He just yeah. drive around. He's a good That's brander. Free publicity. Yeah, he has the white letters on the black background. I have the black letters on the white background. But as a um, fellow NWO uh, acolyte like myself, props to Hulk Hogan for rescuing this girl. I like that Hulk in his later years, like many older gentlemen, has gotten a little bit looser with the color schemes. Yeah. Like his uh, his bandana is turquoise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not just sticking to the brand colors no, or anything. Man. He's, uh, he's, he's out there. a little bit. Yeah. He's out there. I was always curious about yellow being a choice anyway, but still. Um, yeah. Uh, good for Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster, man. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were an actual wrestling fan and you're flipped over in your car and the person, who, Hulk, like, in 19, like in 1986 yeah. when he really was like a superhero to I would a lot ask of people. him, I would be like, hey, Hulk, can you take your shirt off first? Yeah, can you rip could it you, off? Yes. Could you could you tie those little Ultimate Warrior things around your arms or something <laughs> yes, maybe? Yeah, tassels. Yeah. yeah, give me some tassels. Hold on, I've got a camcorder in the back seat. Dude. Are you, are you strong enough to lift it? It's Hulk, 1985. Hulk Hogan rescuing you from a flipped over. I would almost intentionally flip over my car back in 1985 if I knew Hulk Hogan was going to come rescue was he, me. Was, uh, was he driving around with an active Marine or uh, like a former Good Marine? Good question. I'm not sure. I, yeah, or a I, retired Marine, I, I guess. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I'll I find still don't out know there. exactly how I'm supposed to refer to Marines because you never see, you don't oh, say, yeah. they're, not, they're yeah. not former Marines, but they're also, if they're not active, I don't know. Searching on the word Marine. An in honorably article. discharged Marine? Uh, this says, our sources tell us Hogan's buddy, Jake, who dove right in on this, is actually a Marine. That's what it says. That's what it says. I don't know if he's yeah, active. But again, I don't I know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, now you've got me questioning it. All right. Hey, quick update, programming update. I totally forgot about this. Sorry for those of you waiting for John McClain today. 
We moved him to Friday because he's oh. got Hall of Fame Zoom. He's trying to get Andre Johnson into the Hall of Fame today. He's got Zoom meetings for that. Oh, wow. So, yes, yeah, so we had so to move McLean Zooming all day long on yep, that. Yep, Zooming all day That's long. That's one of the things that seems... They used to all get together in a room for... Like they were electing the Pope or something. That's right. But now they can do it via Zoom. I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust that all of them are going to be fully engaged during a twelve-hour. <laughs> I Zoom asked meeting. him that on Utopia yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, would you rather be like? Because they were supposed to be in the same room. Yeah. The weather prevented them from doing that. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I would want to be in the same room if I'm presenting for something That's like the this. Salesman in me. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. for something like this, honestly, to get people to be sure people are fully engaged. Absolutely. Like if it's an important meeting, people meet too much. Yep. Uh, like in a lot of meetings could be done via zoom, but the important meetings need to be done in person. Absolutely. All right. Um, the, uh, we know the Texans and Ravens play on Saturday. We're going to get to that storylines for the other three playoff games this weekend. There are big storylines for the other three playoff games, including one where I think this might, this might be where a certain dynasty, uh, doesn't crumble. But starts to see its downfall. We'll tell you which one next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We could um, we could bring that up when we're talking about the question that was posed to Todd Seth. Balls. We're on the air right now. I know, I know. Okay. Doing a soft opening. <laughs> we're doing our soft opening to. Well, the, we're having to shuffle because I third hour of I, our I, show. Yeah, I well, I, we, we had to shuffle a little bit because I had been teasing McLean coming on at eight twenty three for the first two hours of the show, forgetting that McLean. McLean texted me this week. Can we switch to Friday? Dude, this I'm telling you, these Hall of Fame meetings he's having. Yeah. This is no disrespect to John. 
but especially because they keep changing because of the weather. They're uh-huh. supposed to have been in Atlanta, and now they're on Zoom. I've got all kind of weather delays in my life, too. Dude, you know but you I haven't did? changed. Up to work. You haven't changed the time of our show seventeen times in right, the last four right. days. Yeah. Sounds like you, I had a dime like, for every you know time it, McLean moved the Utopia podcast this week. Yeah. You know what it sounds like, Sean? What? It sounds like you're a low priority. Well, I'm a lower priority than the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which I can get with. I like the Hall of Fame. You know I like any sort of oh, subjective so honor or it's, something. It's just the Hall of Fame that keeps getting moved around. To, well, because, again, you got all these old school media types. Back in the day when media types were divas. Now we've all looked... Like, uh, we've all been like Sean and I and others have been beaten down by social media for so long that basically our egos are smaller than we first got into the media. Um, but some of these old timers, they got some pretty big egos. And, uh, so when you get all of them together to try to, to, to move a group event or something at any given time, there's a diva in there that thinks like his world is the the world that matters most. Yeah. John moved the podcast so many times this week. My head was spinning. It was ruining my week, honestly. Well, sorry. Well, that's, I mean, John, I love doing the podcast with you, but man. You know, the only, uh, the only old time diva we have at this station is Lopez, who's not very diva-ish, uh, but, but was once sent to Tokyo to cover the Olympics. Like that was an old, that was a different world of media back in the day. Did he, did he feel put out that he had to go to Tokyo? They had huge he... budgets and everything. No, yeah. but I bet he had an expense account of like $500 oh, they all did. a day Dude, they all yeah. did. Yeah. And they got yeah. to keep their miles and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Ask Lopez about how many vacations he got to take his family on because of all the miles he got from flying everywhere. So I shouldn't say he's a diva himself, but he's from that world. He back is. When it was, you he know. is. He's adapted nicely though. John had both Johns have just kind of confused me all week long with all these time changes. Anyways. All right. So we got three other games aside from the Texans. Texans are the first game. The hope again is that man for the third straight weekend that the Texans go out and win on a Saturday. And then we get to sit contentedly and watch football the rest of the week. Yeah. Props to the Texans for not ruining the rest of our weekend. The last two weekends. Yes. For letting us sit and not only enjoy football, but having it be relevant to us moving forward. Because we got to that weekend, week 18, we got to the next day. I was as much looking forward to Jacksonville and Tennessee as I was a Texans game the night before because mm-hmm. that was for the division. And then last week, they win the first playoff game of Super Wildcard Weekend. And I got to sit and go, hey, our fan base is going to be happy. I know there's going to be five fan bases these next five games that are going to be miserable. And we get to find out who they're going to play and yeah, things and like that. Yeah, you get to sit and watch football for the next two. You had four more games. Well, it's five great. more. But then for the next two days, four more games yeah. to watch and just uh, – it was uh, it was it was nice. It, it was, was nice. nice. So it was we nice, need- and it was nice that everything like uh, is everything. Things are moving today, right? People are working again today. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I haven't looked outside. Everybody, people here treat the cold like it's a like it's a blizzard. So I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe it's realistic because everything shuts. I like uh, Tyler's. Tyler had a water pipe burst yesterday. I would okay. rather. Do you know how many? Is he going to work today? Do you know how many blizzards he... I would rather have than have a single water pipe burst? Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's true. A, that devastates that's everything. True. That's insurance claims. That's Ty- like stuff that it, like. Dude, it, oh. I feel bad for Tyler too because Tyler, Tyler, cuts up all that audio yeah. on like Tuesday whenever the or Tuesday or Wednesday whenever D'Amico and CJ. It's a big time saver for you and I because we come in early in the morning, and he was so apologetic yesterday. He's like, guys, the pipe burst. Yeah. In my house, so I can only send you the raw audio. I'm like, Tyler, it's all right, man. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, I know. Sean, I don't think I could tell by your reaction that you don't understand what can happen when a pipe bursts. I haven't lived in a house in it, a long time. It, with it a burst can pipe. mess up. It depends. It might be nothing, but it might yeah. also like destroy everything that you hold dear. It's true. It's uh, yeah. it could be a really, uh, it, it can be a, it can mess things up, bro. Quick storyline yeah. look at these three games. 
Texans play Saturday afternoon. The Saturday night game is Green Bay at San Francisco. Green Bay is as big an underdog in that game as the Texans are yeah. in the Ravens game. Um, Green Bay is 7-2 and two in their last nine games. San Francisco did the same thing Baltimore did, where they've been resting everybody for three weeks now. So the whole rest versus rust thing is going to be a storyline in yeah. this. Um, but Green Bay and Jordan Love, can Green Bay and Jordan Love, similar to C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans against the Ravens, they're going in, both these teams, the Texans and the Packers, are going into these games as major underdogs with quarterbacks that can stand in toe-to-toe in these games. Yeah. That's, Jordan um, Love's been one of the best quarterbacks in football. Jordan Love's been one of the best quarterbacks in football. Brock Purdy um, is as well. Except Jordan, like Jordan Love, it's been a slow burn into it as Matt LaFleur, a former, former Kyle Shanahan protege, has really done a great job with him. And I think a lot of people would have assumed that LaFleur was probably gone after this year at the beginning of the season. But, it, like, it is uh, it is a – this is not the Dallas Cowboys they're up against. This no. is uh, – the 49ers are a hell of a football team. And that'll be – I think Jordan Love versus the 49ers defense and C.J. Stroud versus the Ravens defense – those are the two matchups that I'm most looking forward to watching this weekend. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. I, I, yeah. like, I honestly, I'm yeah. very optimistic that CJ is going to have a good game, you know, good enough to win. That's the, that's the huge question. Agreed. And uh, like Jordan Love, likewise, I think, who hasn't had the same amount of fanfare as CJ Stroud, but entered that situation where he was, it, like, he was, in, he was thrust into a weird situation with a diva existing quarterback that, like sounds like he was pretty cool to Jordan Love, but the situation wasn't pleasant for yeah, him. Yeah, um, And having to replace all of that and the way he did this year is really impressive. He's been, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre are future Hall of Famers. Jordan Love is doing things early on in his Packers yeah. career as a first-year starter that those guys didn't I, do. I think the biggest thing with the Packers really is, like, I, I look forward to watching Jordan Love, and yet, even if he has a good game, I just you don't trust that Packers defense. No. I, like, at all. No. So, I mean, they've Kyle just Shanahan. been, like, even, like, Jair Alexander is yeah. from one week to the next. You just don't know what you're going to get. Yep. So, uh, like, that's it. I don't know. What the, what's the spread? Is that a 10-point game? 10-point ten ten spread. Ten yeah, 10-point okay. spread. Yep. Um, okay, the two Sunday games, the early game is Tampa Bay and Detroit. This is the first time that Detroit will be hosting multiple playoff games in a postseason in the history of their franchise. 94 years, they've never had a postseason where they've hosted more than one playoff game. So they are, Dan Campbell truly has the Lions into a new era of Lion yeah, football it's, here. It's been really weird. Um, I, I didn't know. I, I feel like they undersold just how bad the Lions have been. I agree. Because they kept talking about how they hadn't been in a playoff game in the last 30, 22, whatever it was. It was 91. 90, since 1991. Yeah. And it wasn't until they I was watching. one one since I didn't realize until I was watching the game that they hadn't been in a playoff game before that since the 1950s. Yeah. Like the entire Super Bowl era. They'd been in that one playoff game. That's well, they, astounding. They'd won the one playoff one, they'd game. They'd won yeah. one playoff game. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, sorry. They'd won one playoff yeah. game. It's just astounding. Yeah, it's crazy. They have been a major failure as a franchise. It's wild. Battle of discarded number one overall picks. Right? Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. The disrespect bowl. Um, the game is indoors, uh, but there was one reporter in Todd Bowles' media uh, session yesterday in his press conference, Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that evidently was not aware of that. Looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. 
it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we've seen it up to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Oh, man. I, like, Todd oh, Bowles is such a nice guy. How man. do you recover from that? That's got to be. Oh, oh, oh. That's that, tough. That's, that's a rough one to come back from. I can man. empathize, though. Remember when I pulled oh. up the wrong Fred Weary on Wikipedia when we interviewed Fred in the pregame <laughs> show this year? Yeah. I can empathize with that reporter. I had actually forgotten about that. You can recover. That. That's a that's a, a that's an understandable. I've had a good though. run since then. What did you say though? You didn't think he was a defensive back. No, he was no, in no, person no. I looked at his college. I looked at his. <laughs> yeah. co no, I didn't look at the position. I'm Boy, like, Fred, so you've put on a lot of weight. No, I, didn't. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen. Fred still looks like he could play. I know. Yeah, offensive guard. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. No, I was looking at what I was looking at the college. Looking at the college. All right, last one. <laughs> Sunday evening, Kansas City and Buffalo. This is the biggest storyline of the weekend to me. Patrick Mahomes' first start on the road in the history of his playoff career. Yeah. He has started, and I'm not counting, Super Bowls are neutral sites. True road starts. He's played every playoff game, non-Super Bowl playoff game of his career at Arrowhead Stadium. He's going up to one of the nastiest environments to play games in yeah. this weekend in Buffalo. Yeah. On Sunday night, Ooh. closing out the weekend. Yeah. Could this be where the... Road diverges in the woods of the Chiefs Astros analogy, where the Chiefs have been the Astros of football the last six years. They make the they make the AFC title game, which right. is the equivalent of the ALCS, right, right. every okay. year. Yes, yeah, so every is, year they've made. Is it. this the point where they stop? They stop being diverge in the woods. The Astros are still at least an ALCS team, the league slash conference championship yeah. game every single year. The Bills are a different team. Um, I'm on the Bills this ever since weekend. they got rid of Ken Dorsey. I feel bad for Ken Dorsey, but they've they've just been flat out there. The shame about that was that the the Ken the shame and yet the needed thing was that the Bills at the time that Ken Dorsey was fired were like statistically really really good offensively, and yet there was something missing. It was when you it was like when you would watch a Bill O'Brien offense and they would do well, but it just felt like a hodgepodge of kind of big plays here and then failed drives there. There was no there was no linking one play to the next. They've they've started to look more like a professional offense since they fired Ken Dorsey. Um, and the Bills are favored in this game, right? There's a, two and yeah, a half. Two and a half points. Yep, there. two and a half. They are favored by two and a half. I'm on. Are the you? Bills. Uh, are you? Are you at the point where you'll like you'll take pleasure? I know you don't. You, you feel guilty about being petty here, or I think you should embrace your pettiness. Are you going to take a lot of pleasure in Pat Mahomes losing if yes, he loses? Tremendous oh, amount. Yeah, and I and I like Kansas City as a city. I like people. From, I had a great time going to Kansas City. You have last a relative year. who was a mob kingpin. There. I did. Well, my my family was a big mob family there back in the in the 1920s. And it was the Pendergast. Pendergast family. Yeah. 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 You don't Tom, have to explain that. It was like here's this guy named Smith was my great. great no, great Tom uncle. Pendergast was the mayor of Kansas City, and he was dirty. Back Back when the like machine politics yeah, were a big thing machine. and everything, yeah. oh, it was. Yes, oh. it was the Pendergast machine. You need a T-shirt. I know. I That's know the Pendergast machine. I'm basically, yeah. I mean, I'm basically a mob soldier, pretty much. <laughs> in Kansas City, yes. Sir. When I when I walk into a restaurant in Kansas City, you know what they show me? Respect. You should dress. That's what they you show me. Dress that way up there. I should. Like Double-breasted suits, suits yeah. and everything. That'd yeah. be awesome. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Top of the hour, we're going to get some serious respect for C.J. Stroud from an opponent 
Up next, D'Amico. D'Amico talks about the environment in Baltimore. Interesting angle on the environment up in Baltimore from D'Amico Ryans that we'll look into coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Pain and Pendergast. Cold weather, man. I'm, I was watching some videos during the break. A lot of the players getting asked in open locker room yesterday about the cold weather, practicing in it, getting ready for it. Most of them say, you know, you take a couple hits and then your juices are flowing and you're good to go. Here's D'Amico Ryan's Texans head coach yesterday on practicing in the cold weather. No, it was good to experience uh, just what the weather would be like, very similar to how the weather would be in Baltimore. Uh, but again, as I said yesterday, it's uh, what an opportunity we have, you know, before us. And I don't think our guys will be worried about weather, and that won't be an issue, right? It's one of those things where, of course, you embrace the suck and you move on, right, and just go attack it with everything you have. Don't worry about the weather. I worry about executing and playing good football. Uh, the um, – sorry, that was – I told I told you the wrong one there. Um <laughs> Wait, did he say embrace the suck on that one? He did not. No, I was, I was definitely curious. That was the first cut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. D'Amico won. I'm proud. I'm just, I literally cut and pasted what you put in the rundown right there. Damn it. Yeah. I mislabeled it then. I apologize. Okay. Use the phrase embrace the suck, which I which I like. I, I love that phrase, except that the one thing about that is it kind of goes hand in hand with the other stuff that D'Amico has said before, which is you need the right kind of guys. There's plenty of people you can say embrace the suck to. What did he mean by that? He means like you got to just like, okay, it sucks. You got to just like um, really take uh, like take pride in the fact that it sucks and own it. Be like, yeah, this is what life's all about. Oh, gotcha. Like it just, yeah. Like, I gotta Not really... like the last few years of Texans football where we're yeah, like, yeah. hey, we're going to get the second overall pick. Hey, guys, isn't this awesome? We <laughs> yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost just like you flip something on its, on its head, like something that everybody else would fear. If you're the right kind of person, you can embrace the suck. I, I've always liked it because – one of the most actually transformational books I ever read as a young athlete was uh, a book by Greg LeMond, the cyclist. The biker. The guy that won a couple Tour de France's, including once after he was shot in the chest by his brother-in-law in a hunting accident. Wow. Supposedly. Uh, but no, it's definitely an accident. It, he came back and won the Tour de France. and uh, But he wrote a book, and I was like a young kid reading it, but one of the things, one of his big themes in there 
was about how important it is for cyclists to uh, to to just have an ability to suffer. Like the ability to suffer is an athletic trait. Like you just have to, if you're capable of suffering more than other people, then it puts you way ahead. And CJ's talk, uh, D'Amico talked about that yesterday too. And just kind of uh, like the effort that you have to play with and everything. And I think it's, uh, I, sometimes it's under discussed with under younger athletes, but also professional athletes. If they never like played a sport like wrestling or like sports that really genuinely suck, like then a lot of them don't really know what it is to suffer. Um, like, and like how they can push through fatigue. I'll tell you honestly, too. when you're by yourself in those. Yeah. Well, you know, the other one that's underrated is, uh, sprinters because sprinters like, I, like the workouts is, I know a lot of football players have said that their sprinting, their sprint workouts were like the worst thing they ever had to go through. Cause you do like, you go, let's say you're, you're, uh, you're in uh 200, you run the 200 or the 400, your workout that day is you're going to have to run eight, eight hundreds. And you have to like, there's no cheating. Like there's a, you have to run them in a certain time Yeah, and it just sucks. I heard Christian McCaffrey talking about this. Like a football coach came out to watch one of his track workouts and the football coach was kind of like, what? That doesn't seem like much of a workout because it doesn't, you you think of these guys well, they're fast and they're running fast. Like, no, they're running like a, they're running a 400. Then they have to, they get to rest like three minutes and they have to run a one, another one close to full speed. Dude. Like that's where you start to learn that you're not, you're never as tired as you think you are. Cross country. Yeah. You know, my daughter, yeah, yeah, my yeah. daughter, my daughter ran cross country in college. She coaches at Tennessee now. And I would, you know, I talk to her a lot, like, you know, like you know, practically every day, like, you know, we, we communicate either via text yeah. or via phone. And during the season, I would I would text her, and she'd be like, "Yeah, just got done with my medium run, ten miles." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they run eighteen miles in a day, and don't yeah. think anything of it. Like it's crazy the the threshold for pain. I feel like embrace the suck is the like cousin to CJ's favorite one. Pressure is a privilege. Oh, okay, right? Yeah, it's, like, take, it's taking something that could be a negative yeah. and really turning it into a positive. It's reframing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's yeah. reframing. CJ uh, D'Amico's really good at that. Like, well, and you know what? One of the things that happened last year, Lenore was one of the cornerbacks uh, opposite of Ward in San Francisco. And Ward's a good cornerback, and Lenore was the one that sometimes got targeted. And they told this story on the broadcast in the playoffs last year that D'Amico told Lenore, hey, look, don't look at this like you're getting targeted. Look at this like you're getting extra opportunities. And Lenore ended up having a huge interception in one of the playoff games. And like I I think D'Amico's really good at it, playing that it's a, like it's a mind game, but it's real. Like you take something, if you can take something that most people look at as a negative and actually embrace it as a positive, you are way, way, way ahead of everybody. My brother's big one because my brother was a wrestler, a yep, very good yep. wrestler. But his thing as a coach was always like, you're never as tired as you think you are. Like especially with kids, like they just really have to learn that like just because you can't feel your legs doesn't mean your legs can't keep Gotta moving. Brainwash them. Yeah, you're yeah. not tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, text message. Three reasons why the Texans will win Saturday. Okay. It's almost like paint me a picture. Where are you, paint me a picture guy? I guess it's only Wednesday. Seth will get his uh, his canvas and his palette out of paints on Friday this week. And he did say, picture. by the way, our listeners are telling us he did say embrace the suck in that clip. Oh, he, he did? Okay. I didn't, I'm didn't. i sorry. I didn't no, hear No, it. that's my fault. Yeah. I'm the one that asked for the clip, and then I got my brain wandered. Embrace no the suck. Yeah, thank you. It was right Thanks, there. Ben. Okay, my bad. My bad. No, it's not. It's I, my bad. I was so focused it's on It's not the your bad that you didn't pick up for my mental slack.
That's uh don't 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 just take don't put that on you, Sean. Three reasons. It's a, it's a long road. Three reasons. Basically, brandy at that. Can I point. tell you about the time I googled the wrong Fred Weary? That's uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, three reasons why the Texans will win Saturday. This is a text message. I tell me if these are valid. One, Texans played basically two Saturday playoff games in a row while the Ravens rested their starters in Week 18 and then had a bye week last week. That, that at least, and I'm I'm paraphrasing now that yeah. like at least over the last three weeks, the Texans have been in this environment more right. than the Ravens. Right? Have. Is there something to? And I, I think like, look, it's a whole bunch of different players since the last time Lamar Jackson was in the playoffs. But there's something there is something weirdly unproven about this Ravens team and Lamar Jackson himself, which is still this is a more complete team than when he was younger, and yet. It still does have some of those elements of okay, can they can they do it when they're behind? Because they've played with a lead the entire year. Like I I hesitate to bring this up even because it feels a whole lot like, well, I don't think CJ Stroud's a good quarterback because he was on an awesome offense in college. How good could he be? Because right. he was on an awesome offense. We're penalizing them for getting ahead of teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if everything goes according to plan, then you know that yeah, the, the Ravens just they kind of squash people when everything's going well but they haven't had a lot of experience of having to play from behind. So if the Texans come out and strike quick uh, and like, like they've been able to do versus some good defenses, um, especially since, since CJ came back from his injury, from his concussion, then, then the, the Ravens start to get into uncharted territory a little well, bit. The Ravens haven't played a ton of close games either. That's all the Texans have done is playing close games all year. Maybe it, maybe that plays out if it's a close one in the fourth quarter. Reason number two from this texter, Coach Ryan's does not allow a team to beat them twice in a season, i.e. Colts and Browns. Um, that was something floating around yesterday uh, that, well, not so much that one that the Texans were able to avenge losses from earlier in the year, but the fact, too, that all the teams the Ravens lost to this year were all teams that the Texans beat this year. Yeah. I don't know if that transitive property ends up working out or not, but point being, there are some teams that, you know, look, I... The, the Ravens have lost to some bad quarterbacks. They can't pick it. They lost to Gardner Minshew. They lost to. Uh, there's no right. reason they can't lose to CJ Stroud. Yeah, this isn't like they under. Like it's funny too. But whenever you start to point, like that's the biggest hazard in the NFL when people start to point to like almost the infallibility of a team or something or how dominant they are historically. Like okay, they're the third best team ever. DVOA in terms of like the, the football efficiency rating. Mm -hmm. Okay, the best team ever in DVOA was the 2010 Patriots, who lost in the divisional round to the Jets. Sure the other one of the other best teams ever in the NFL was the the Patriots going undefeated in the regular season, lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl, and that was a plucky kind of coming came out of nowhere type of team, the Giants team that year. Um, so it's like it's. It, Heavy favorites, historically great or not, everything goes into a warp zone when you get into the playoffs. So yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not overly intimidated by that part of it, um, nor the fact that yeah, the, the Browns went in and Browns beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Remember that? Yeah. that's the one thing that when people talk Deshaun's about how the Browns were game. the yeah. Browns weren't that good on the road, I'm like ah, they did beat the Ravens in Baltimore. They did, they did. Deshaun was really good in that game. That was his last game. Third reason. C.J. Stroud, 1-0 in the postseason. Lamar Jackson, 1-3 in the postseason. The Jackson one has more validity. You know, C.J. CJ's had one really good game. I've seen Landry tweet this, um, and I think there's validity to it just in terms of C.J.'s level-headedness and clutch gene, whatever it is you want to call it. But he's had three, basically, You if you lose, you go home games to this season and then the playoff game against Georgia last mm -hmm. year. 
and he's been lights out in all those games. Like, CJ's been amazing. Like, even in the Georgia game, he wasn't the reason they lost. They missed a field goal. He put up 42 points on them in that game. One thing that he talked about after uh, the last game in his press conference was that, uh, or no, he talked about this yesterday, was John Grenard. I think Aaron Wilson had asked a question about John Grenard talking to him after that Ravens loss. Yeah. And CJ just kind of made the offhand comment that he hasn't lost a lot of games. And, and, and I, you know, that's something you're aware of. And you talk about that with prospects sometimes like, man, you get to the NFL and even when you're on a really good team, if you came from an awesome college program, you're going to lose a lot more in the NFL than you did in college. Even if you're on one of the best teams in the league, you're going to lose more. And like that, that's a, that's a learned skill, how to come back from those losses. And it, and it sounds like something he had to kind of consciously work his way through. And yet he also like very much, I, I think it's not like he enjoys losing or anything now. Uh, so when his back's against the wall and it's a must win type of situation, he, that, that competitive streak in him has served him very well so far. Wait till you hear what a couple of CJ Stroud's opponent opponents from a couple of weeks ago have to say about him. If you already feel good about CJ Stroud, you're going to hear this and you're going to feel even better about CJ Stroud. That is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 